Hello and welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church Annual Read. There is unlimited grace for us today, no matter what happens, because of who Jesus is and what he has done. My name is John Thomas, and I'll be your host for today. Let's begin by reading from Proverbs eleven twenty six. The word of the Lord reads this. People curse the one who hoards grain, but they pray God's blessing on the one who is willing to sell. Well, welcome on to what I believe is day nine in our current block of 24 days in looking at the topic of money and work. And I wonder for you what your reaction has been to this conversation around money. As the old joke goes, there are typically two kinds of messages that people fear the most when they bring maybe a guest or a friend to church, and those are sex and money. And so I just love that through this devotional, we've been looking intently at both of those topics and many more actually on as we discover what a biblical and wise approach of living in these real everyday practical areas uh, looks like. And I totally get the negative reactions that many of us would have when we talk about money. So often there are two common extremes within the church, Uh, either that we talk about money way too much or maybe never at all. But the reality is the Bible talks about money a whole lot. In fact, there are over 2,200 references in scripture to money or possessions, That's three times as many than on love, seven times as many on prayer, and eight times as many as belief. In fact, one out of 10 verses in the New Testament is related to money and possessions. Jesus's parables, 17 of 38 of them are related to the topic of money and possessions. Jesus talked more about money than any other single topic other than the kingdom of God. Just let that sink into you a little bit. No matter what your reaction is to it, we cannot deny that the Bible has a lot to say. And I, for one, am thankful about this. Because this is an everyday topic that many of us wrestle with, and the Bible doesn't want to leave us blind to navigate this conversation by ourselves. Jesus, in fact, in Matthew 6, 24, he directly and rightly points to money as a rival lowercase God when he says that no one can serve two masters, since either he will hate one and love the other— Or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Still, there is a real temptation, which today's reading really perfectly highlights for us. That is to move our understanding and practices around money from the spiritual exclusively into the temporal realm of the material. And anytime that we do that, in any area of our lives, we are in danger. Because actually, all of life for the Jesus follower is spiritual. Every part of who we are, what we do, how we interact with others, the world around us, all of it is a spiritual matter. All of it is a matter of worship. And money, as Jesus points out, is not neutral. It's not some independent commodity. Actually, the systems of the world, the metrics of the world in regards to our finances are set up in such a way to draw out our allegiance. They're set up to actually compel us to worship money. 
to allow money to become our master, as Jesus points out. Uh, Richard Rohr once was quoted by saying, if money is not explicitly dethroned, it will never be neutral for long. It will demand alliance. And I'm sure that you've experienced that in your life, the draw, the attention, the temptation, the allure to the pursuit of money and wealth. It often becomes a cycle of demanding more and more from us. The Kellers use this phrase in today's reading, uh, bottom lines, and they go on to describe how there are two different bottom lines that often motivate us. One is strictly motivated by financial profit. And when we operate this way, uh, we will do all that we can to get ahead. Uh, This bottom line will take advantage of others. Uh, It will hold unjustly to what is not theirs. It removes all equations of relationships and generosity and justice as it pursues just this purely objective bottom line of gains and means. The other bottom line, while it's not aloof to rightly placed stewardship, But rather than pursuing only the good of oneself, this bottom line asks the question, how might my dealings in business and finances not just serve me, but serve and bless others? This bottom line moves from using money as a sort of competitive tool to get ahead and to crush others towards a source of blessing and flourishing that serves not just our needs, but the needs of those around us. It uses money not as some cold calculated tool, but actually as an instrument which we can use to worship and further God's kingdom in and through our lives. And I know this is a story that you want for yourself. This is a story that I want for myself and for my family, but I also know that I need the Spirit's help to move me from making generosity more than a value that I simply loudly applaud in others into one that I intentionally and consistently cultivate within my life. And maybe that's you too. You have maybe this right understanding, the right biblical view on generosity and stewardship, but perhaps you wrestle with the everyday practice. We may have used this quote once before, but as Mark Twain once famously put it, and I think it's so uh, applicable to today's conversation, he once said, it ain't the parts of the Bible that I can't understand that bother me. It's the parts that I do understand. And so often we have a right biblical understanding on generosity but we need the everyday help of the Spirit to actually live out and to practice this value, to trust that God is good enough, to trust that God does supply what we need, to trust that God knows our needs even before we ask, and to trust that all we have is a gift from a good Father, and to trust that as we give back what so rightly is His, that He will use what He gives us to further his kingdom through our lives. And so as we continue on this conversation over the next several days, I'd love to pray over us as we open ourselves up to the Spirit's leading, even his conviction and his empowerment. So Holy Spirit, we pray that as we look at this everyday real topic of generosity and our stewardship and our finances, that you would show us the areas in which we've held on too tightly to the good gifts that you've given us, that you would show us what it looks like to release those things, to truly understand that we have been blessed to be a blessing, 
to understand that what you've given us is never meant to just be us, that we are designed to be not cul-de-sacs of blessing, but conduits of your blessing, and that you would use us to serve others. So Holy Spirit, would you teach us? Would you lead us? Would you convict us over these next several days? In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks so much for allowing us to be a part of your day. Please be sure to subscribe and share. You can tune in tomorrow for fresh new content. And remember, no matter what happens, there is unlimited grace for us today because of who Jesus is and what he has done. For questions about service times and more, you can access all information about Mariner's Church by downloading the Mariner's app at your favorite app store, visiting the website at marinerschurch.org, or by finding us on Instagram, Instagram handle Mariner's Church. Till next time, have a great day.